Hello. Thank you again for letting us join you on the way. We're all quite used to this style now, a bit shorter, a bit more relaxed. The chance of having a coffee in your hand, still in bed, maybe. I'm jealous. I'm Rory Hamilton, the minister in Yuko Patrick. But what if all that pattern we've got used to changed? What if suddenly, suddenly Sundays became more formal again? How would you feel? Or what if someone came along and did all of this much better and that wouldn't be difficult, but came with a sense of purpose and enthusiasm, vision that lockdown has eroded a bit and took over and did it with all new purpose? How would we feel? What I'm trying to get at is what happens when we are pushed out of what we are familiar with, where something happens that moves us an experience that opens up a new thing, that shakes us out of what has become routinely and unsurprisingly familiar. And what happens when that's what happens to our religion, that great pattern of our days and has us thinking, I didn't realise there was another way of doing things. Welcome to the first day of Jesus' ministry. He's in the synagogue. He's just preached Everyone is in awe of this new teaching. Then along comes a demon possessed. This is the moment the kingdom is set free. But hold your breath. If this first story is an example of the way things are going to be, then the way the kingdom introduces itself is a lesson for the prim and proper let's not upset anyone institution we have perhaps become. Let us pray. Loving God, bound up in this world with the least and the lost, may we create a space here where the love you are and the love you shape and the love you speak with opens, gathers and calls us all as your people, individuals, Renamed as a family, lonely, included back into community, the hurt, finding our healing together. Loving God, this place, wherever we are, is our meeting place, and we bring who we are and all that we are. Those times we have stood back, turned away, and those times when backs have been turned on us. In such places, may we speak a fresh word that begins with hope and grows into love, not just for our ears, but for the ears of all, your greater family. Hear us as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, 
and the glory forever. Amen. Here's Jesus just about to take what is every day and shake it out a bit again. Here's a story where our usual regular responses to things are found to be inadequate. Our expectations of outcomes shaken and what we thought was possible has just got bigger. What if we didn't know who Jesus was? What if We were coming along to church to get to the humdrum minister, that'll be me, and you were in that frame of mind, ready to count the bricks when the sermon started or go through this week's shopping list. I know you do. I do too, and I'm preaching. But then imagine some unknown took the pulpit and had a way with words or a vision and intent that crashed through our expectations caught us with a different view of things, reimagining and reinterpreting everything we thought we knew. What does that do to us? It is with that feeling we ought to hear the passage. The only problem is we know who wins the conflict we are about to hear of. What if we didn't? What if this character was in our own pulpit and had us in the palm of our hand. And then there was some disruption in the pews, and you were on the edge of your seats to see how this character would handle what you had seen prophets and priests before you fail at. One. They went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What do you do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. I have discovered during the pandemic that I'm a bit of a coward. I don't know if the pandemic has made me that way or it's just revealed what I am. One of the things many people have done during lockdown is watch more TV, Netflix, Prime, Apple TV, etc. What I've discovered about myself is I have gravitated towards all the happy ending programmes where everyone is generally nice to each other. And I know it's pathetic, but I get very anxious watching programmes where you just know everything is leading to a conflict 
you know the pattern of the programme, you know someone is going to fall out, so I can last a certain point when I need to pause, calm down and come back later. That's why I end up watching Star Trek, Doctor Who, Death in Paradise. Such revelation has probably got you rolling your eyes and I'm down there at the bottom of the list of your 10 people you'd like to be washed up on a desert island with. But having said that, I've watched enough Death in Paradise to work out the protagonist if anything goes wrong. So, coming to a story of Jesus diving into conflict right at the start of his ministry, is not going to be a favourite story. I'm uptight already. Other Gospels are available, and they are different. Matthew, Jesus arrives in the scene with a new teaching, with the Sermon on the Mount. John has Jesus full of abundance and in party spirit with wine made from water. Luke has Jesus released the captive, set the prisoner free. Mark, he picks a fight. Now, remember, the writers of the Gospels are artists rather than historians. They tell a story in a particular way, offering pictures to explore meaning rather than a stream of facts. So ours is to notice the picture this story paints rather than the details of what happens. The first thing Jesus does is confront everything that robs a person of the fullness of life. The man possessed is such a character. He has been limited, reduced, oppressed. And there is immediate conflict. Well, picking the fight is not quite the first thing. The first thing he does, or Jesus does, is preach. Then he confronts the world. And maybe that's significant. One leads to the other. Read the word and find yourself confronting the world. Hear the good news and immediately stumble into the places where the world does not mirror the gospel promise, confronted with the places where that good news of the fullness of life is bound up. I had a lecturer called Ernest Best who constantly said you can't read the Bible without having a newspaper in the other hand. Read the Bible and you can't help but find yourself in confrontation with what the world has done with the world. As God's people, might we take this time when church is not meeting face to face to hear these gospel stories again and amongst the grief and hurt and loneliness and hunger and anxiety of the world, maybe dare hear the subtle invitation this story makes to consider as a faith community, what do we lead to confront As God's people, might we take this time when church is not meeting face to face to hear these gospel stories again? And amongst the grief and hurt and loneliness and hunger and anxiety of our world, maybe dare hear the subtle invitation this story makes to consider, as a faith community, what do we need to confront as God's people? What word draws us from the Bible into the world. One day we will get back into our buildings where we can be classically church again and hear these familiar stories and familiar surrounds. 
But in hearing this very word we want our buildings to resound with again, on hearing it, the nature of the gospel leads us back out the building and into the world to confront the places where that fullness of life, now bound up, is to be set free. The reality of our call is to shift us from gospel to world, from church to neighbourhood, from listening to being. Here is the word that leads us not back to church, but into the world. Our prayers for others. Let us pray. Loving God, sending us out with the word in our ears and the world to love, may you find us in the places and among the neighbourhoods you call us to be. This week, remembering Holocaust and the loss of love. The countries unable to afford vaccines and those fighting over them. Communities where levelling has been downward. Governments struggling to find a balanced way. Neighbourhoods where loneliness and anxiety have taken root. Young folk in and out of education and their mental health concerns. And hospitals so full. Such a long list, O oh God. But may our prayer not be a list, but a call. Not to ask for something, but be something. May we be your word. May we live your hope. May we share your intent. May we offer your compassion. May we embody your love. This is our prayer, to confront the world with good news, with self-giving love, to challenge the world with truth and peace, to take on the world with hope and vision. This is our prayer, that our prayers run out of words and our actions become kingdom events. In such a prayer, we pause, let go the words, and remember those closest to us, hurting the most, grieving, worried, frightened, ill. In such grace they are held, loved and known, so be it. Amen. May the good news call and may we hear, may love call and may we follow, may God call and may we join God in the world. 
and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the commonwealth of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for letting us be your companions today. Thanks to Peter Davis for reading and Kirstine McLean for playing and George Kirkland for producing. The rest of our week is focused online at nkchurch.org.uk where you'll find this week's events, some social, some reflective, some thoughtful, and daily prayers and activities too. Our discussion group Babylon Files will be starting on the 3rd of February. This time it's an international edition with folk involved in community and church in different parts of the world, zooming in live to shape our discussion. Hear how different communities are responding and hear some good news stories too. More on that next time. But until then, may your left arm always be ready for your jag. See you soon. <laughs>